Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honoured that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hello. So long time no speak. I can tell you right now it was very refreshing to have a little break from the podcast. Although I can tell you also that it's been very, very busy at this end and I cannot tell you why just yet. It's a big secret. But we'll reveal it uh, in like the next week or two. But you have to keep listening or keep following me on Instagram at Robin Burke. And I've been working on a very, very big project behind the scenes, which having a little break from the podcast enabled me to do. And I ummed an art about what the first episode should be upon coming back. And what I've decided to do today is to release to you a recording of a live I did within the Facebook group for the Mind Body Fertility Reset. So if you don't know, well, first, if you don't know me, hello, I'm Robin. I am a certified holistic life coach and mind body practitioner, and I run a membership called the Mind Body Fertility Reset. So where therapy and emotional support is very, very expensive and in very, very high demand. What the reset does is give you access to a bunch of resident experts who are equally as qualified as me in things like life coaching, hypnosis, all of that kind of stuff. We have lots of meditations in the portal. We have a whole bunch of lessons, including the reset framework, which is a 90-day framework for helping you cope with the big and tough emotions that come along with infertility and loss, as well as lots of other stuff. Guest expert interviews from clinical psychologists to neurologic music therapists to sexual empowerment coaches and all sorts of different people. We have movement classes uh, such as yoga and Pilates. We have weekly live support calls with two time zones, monthly goal setting sessions, very active Facebook group and Really, I don't think I can think of anything else that is as good a value within the infertility community or any community, really. I'm biased. Anyway, getting to the point, we, I have a program called the Mind Body Fertility Reset. And in that last week, we had the very great question from one of our members about how are we going to deal with pandemic stress? And everything is kicking off around the world. For some of you, it has been for a long time. And we have done podcasts on the pandemic before, but I think it's worth revisiting today in this. And the reason why I've just told you all about the reset is because I refer the members to things that are in the reset. The doors to the reset are open all of the time and it's incredibly accessible and affordable for everyone. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to robinburkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. Or I think you can just go to mindbodyfertilityreset.com and it'll take you there. Um, but we have 
uh, nearly more than 100 members now. So we have lots of people who are involved, lots of stuff that we do. But if you're like, what is she referring to? It's, it's possibly something that's within the membership, but this video is still going to be incredibly valuable for you. I think I gave about eight tips for navigating the pandemic and the stress that comes with it alongside trying to conceive infertility and loss. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for tuning back into the podcast. I cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye. Hi, happy new year, everyone. And welcome to yet another year of chaos in 2022. So we've gone through in the reset four weeks of you know, getting to know ourselves a little bit more, rediscovering what's going on for us, who we are, what's happening. Then we've had two weeks of looking at our energy levels. We've got another two levels of getting our energy back and looking at our energy drains, looking at how we can really start building the energy to cope with anything. So we're going to talk about that in a minute as well, because I really want to talk about this year, about everything that's going on in the world and what we can do to maintain our energy through that. But then we've got four weeks of going through and looking at how can we make a truly incredible life, right? So we've got really cool things coming. We have massively cool things that are a bit under wraps at the moment coming as well. But what do we do across the world when it, it just feels like information overload? It feels really overwhelming. Uh, it feels like we're already exhausted and we're not sure what's going to happen next, where we're going to be. So I think for the first instance, particularly with pandemic stress, and I've written around about eight points that I wanted to chat about. The first thing that we really need to look at is number one, accepting and acknowledging that we're exhausted accepting and acknowledging that it's not like you're starting 2022 from up here. We're all starting from a level of down here. We have been now going into our third year of uncertain times through the world. For many of us, topped off with uncertain times in terms of our life, in terms of our life plan that we had set for our lives. Um, particularly in Western Australia, it feels like a really weird place to be because we don't have a lot of COVID, but there's a lot of restrictions coming into place. All across Australia, there's a lot of COVID and across the world. And very much so, feel free, if you're tuning in live or if you're catching the replay, comment below and let me know what it's feeling like for you because that's going to help me comment more, do more lives on this. But we're hearing statistics every single day, right? And that in and of itself is exhausting. So we have a class slash little workshop in the reset that talks about adaptive energy. So I'd highly recommend looking at that. And we're just starting from a lower energy, right? And it's the same with when we go through the reset, looking at our energy drains and our energy gains what is it about the pandemic that is really draining my energy? I would suggest that the media is one of them. Wherever have we in history had this, it's not really a countdown, it's more of a count up, 
where have we had this running tally constantly in our faces? So it's not like people say to us, there's 300 rhinos, there's 299 rhinos, there's 250 rhinos. Do you know what I mean? It's like this blast off. It's co- it causes us anxiety, right? Where have we had, there's 5 billion pieces of plastic in the ocean. There's now the 6 billion, now the 7 billion. We've never had this sort of countdown mentality before. Not to say we should or we shouldn't, but we've never had that. No one's ever said to us, this is how many people have got the flu now. This is how many people have got the flu now. This is how many people have died. So not to say that we shouldn't have that, but you can see that this almost like to blast off, countdown to blast off can give us this anxiety. We don't know when it's going to end. Feels like it's very out of control for us. Feels like anything at all could be around the corner. So first off, acknowledging and accepting that. Number two, looking at our energy drains and our energy gains. And if anyone here has just joined the reset in December or even in January, I highly encourage every single person to just work their way through the modules in the reset and knowing that we've got another six modules on the way again from next week. But we're in this period of having information overload, particularly from the media. So looking at your energy drains and energy gains and how how valuable is it to you that you continue to check the media? How valuable is it to you that maybe you have news alerts subscribed? And is that changing your behavior? Is it changing your behavior positively? And if not, is it safe for me to detox from this media, from these daily announcements and live in blissful ignorance for a little bit? Okay. So if that's what is draining your energy, if that's something that is really draining your energy, then have a detox from it. What else might be draining your energy in this circumstance? Is it that you are cooped up in your house all of the time? What's going to help you in that scenario? And the next thing that I would say is coming back again to the reset, and I think even to our very first or second module in the reset, is building out your toolkit. Right. So number two is looking at your energy drains and gains. But number three, looking at your toolkit. Right. When I feel anxious about the world, whatever that is about the world, whether that's climate change, whether that's the pandemic, what helps me feel better? All right. And also drilling down to what the overarching emotions of that is. What are the feelings associated with that? Is it overwhelm? Right. Or Is it feeling helpless, right? So what is it? Drill down. What is it? And because what will help you if you're feeling overwhelmed is different to what might help you if you're feeling helpless. What is it that you're feeling? Okay, well, what can help you feel better, right? And knowing that, number one, perfection is a unicorn. It's not going to happen. Knowing that uh, small steps are 100% more sustainable and more successful than big steps. And knowing that pandemic, climate change, whatever it is, you are like looking at, it's not you as this solo person who needs to save the world. It's tiny little steps from a group of contributors and you are a contributor. It doesn't all rest on your shoulders, right? You are part of a collective, right? So lots of people making teeny tiny changes is what is actually going to support us. It's just little things like people wearing masks, people 
you know, keeping a distance when they talk to you, little tiny things can add up to make a big difference rather than feeling like I need to be the person who solves the pandemic. And I know that when I say that, it can feel a little bit like, um, oh, that's very pie in the sky. But to a degree, if you think about it, all of us at some degree will probably feel that on our shoulders. How can I solve this? I feel helpless. Actually, it's not up to me to solve this. It's up to me to do my part in this. Okay. So number one, well, number three, build out your toolkit. What is it when I feel overwhelmed? What is the steps that's going to help me feel uh, a little bit less overwhelmed? Is that a media detox? Is that just calling it back to the small steps? Is it writing the list of all of the things that I'm already doing, right? And make, just making myself feel a little bit better about not being perfect and not solving the world's problems, right? So what what is the dominant feeling? What can I then, you know, take to feel better? Ah, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to quickly jump in and express how grateful I am that you're here today. Just to let you know that if you'd like more emotional well-being, resilience and conception tips to check out my programs and services, you can find me on my website at robinburkin.com at robinburkin. All right, let's get back to it. So then the next thing is looking at what you can control versus what you can't control. And I love this for infertility. We talk about it, and even with loss, we talk about it in the reset, is there are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control, fixed and flexible. So where are you investing your energy? Are you investing your energy in things that are beyond your control that you have no influence over versus are you looking at, okay, you know, what are the things that I can control in my life? Okay, what is the next step for me to take? So that might be, okay, well, what is within my control? I can't control ultimately whether or not I get COVID, whether or not a family member gets COVID, whether or not I go back into a lockdown of some description. That's actually all things that are outside my control. What I can control is the you know, measures that I take. What I can control is whether or not I have like a COVID kit, my sanitizer, some Panadol or Benadryl, you know, the, the things in my toolkit in my home. Uh, I, you know, and say, and then you can give a big tick on that box. Well, look, I'm prepared for the situ whatever situation may arise and I have a game plan. When we are in the limbic system of our brain, when we are highly emotional, our prefrontal cortex, the rational problem-solving area of our brain shuts down. So sometimes it is helpful to have a brain. When shit hits the fan, this is what I'm going to do. So we don't have to sit and problem solve it. Actually, I just need to follow a set of instructions of what I said I was going to do. Because you, when your prefrontal cortex shuts down, that's like your problem solving, your rational thinking, <laughs> all of that executive functioning goes offline. So when I'm sitting here in a calm, rational space, well, what, is, what might that look like for me? And being having the ultimate flexibility. So I come back to 
this might be a bit of a trigger warning for anyone who's had a hairy pregnancy, a hairy birth, or anyone who just doesn't want to hear about it. But when I had Olivia, I had a 90% chance of hemorrhaging before her birth. And it was almost like the ultimate test of what I could handle because I was I had a bag. I can't control whether or not I hemorrhage before her birth. What I can control is whether I have a bag ready if I stay close to the hospital, which I was asked to do, and if I have a ride and babysitting available for Chloe. Um, so, and then it was a bit of a, you know what? I've checked all the boxes. Now it's time to step back into my real life. You know, I'm not taking foolish risks um, with it, but I'm, you know, not going to wrap myself in cotton wool. I am going to follow the doctor's advice of what I do and don't need to do, right? I was never suggested bed rest, so I didn't do bed rest. She just said, don't swing from the rafters. So I didn't do that either. Um, but I had ticked the boxes of this is my prudent, you know, checklist of what to do. This is all of the stuff that I need to do. I've done that. So this is me being prepared and then letting it go. What's going to happen is going to happen. Any more that I do is actually not going to influence the outcome. So I'm not going to invest all of my energy and worry into something that I don't have control over. I hope that makes sense. If you're watching the replay, if you're watching live and that doesn't make sense, or if you're like, talk more about this, then comment below and let me know. When you guys comment, then I know whether to do more, do less. If you're watching, if you've got this far, so definitely jump in, let me know. The next thing that I want to say when you worry excessively, it's just like putting yourself through stuff twice. It's if like things are going to happen if they're going to happen, but when we sit and worry about it and worry about it and stew over it, it's essentially putting ourselves through that experience twice. Which brings me to the next one. So a book that you may want to read in the new year which I'm reading again, is called The Five Second Rule. And it's something that I do a lot. It's how I get myself out of bed at five o'clock, sometimes 4.45 in the morning. There is also a great YouTube video about The Five Second Rule, which is very helpful, but she talks about anxiety in there. We have thoughts in our, this is a little bit different, but we have thoughts in our brain. Our brain is always going to have thoughts. Our brain is always going to have worries. The worries and the thoughts aren't you. Right? We don't we don't have, we get to choose whether we become those worries or those all of those things we're thinking about. But you have this kind of window in your brain between having a thought and then allowing that thought to start becoming all consuming, right? We have this window of short window of time between having a thought and that thought then taking over. So when you say to yourself, this pregnancy isn't going to work, this, this IVF cycle isn't going to work, you have this period, maybe five, ten seconds of, where, of reframing that, of saying to yourself, mm, there's no evidence towards that, right? And this is beyond meditating, all of these things. Metacognition is what I would say is the number one most valuable tool. Not believing everything your brain tells you, right? This, like, whatever it is, we're, we're going to get COVID and we're all going to die, right? You have a five-second window before that starts, you know, 
overwhelming you where you can say, there's no evidence to suggest that. Or you can reframe that to say, there has never been in history more money thrown at a health problem and more of a global concerted effort towards a health situation ever. There's never been more money pumped into science, technology, and innovation ever. <laughs> like, so you can, there are ways that you can choose to reframe different things in your mind that is either going to amplify it, right? Just like a fire, right? In those first seconds before a fire, we can choose whether we take fire, like whether we take action and shut it down or whether it starts to consume us, right? So what are you going to do in those moments when you have though before that takes over? Can you reframe that, right? Can you bring yourself even in your mind to a safe place? At the core of what humans and humanity want, it is to feel safe. Even when we look at like one step above that, it's to have meaningful human interaction and a, a tribe, right? The reason why we want a tribe is because if you are alone in caveman times, you would you would die, right? We're not a species that is designed to be able to live on our own. So coming back to feeling safe and then again, coming back to the reset. Do you have a space in your home that feels really safe? Do you have your toolkit? And again, when the limbic system takes over and the prefrontal cortex shuts off, this is why we have the worksheet. So you can say, this is how I'm feeling. This is the list of things that I can like have a think about doing without having to think over things too much. What can you reframe that to? What makes you feel safe in your body? Okay, so is that... Uh, so sometimes when we're in high, heightened anxiety, we can't just actually sit there and like meditate because we're in heightened anxiety, right? What can work is maybe listening to heavy metal music. Like if you're up here, listen to heavy metal music and gradually bringing it down. Maybe what helps a song that I love. This is a song that I listen to all the time. It instantly brings me calm, right? We don't always want, you know, it's things that almost like it's in your body. Like when you have a phone number that you just know the digits to, okay? That kind of stuff. Your mind doesn't have to think about it because your body knows it. Pure Shores by the All Saints. It's really old. It's from a movie called The Beach. That song has like a response in my body that makes me feel calmer makes me feel at peace. So I know that when I am starting to hit the anxieties, I can listen to that song and feel a lot calmer, right? For some people, it's going for a drive, going for a walk, going for a run, whatever that might be for you. This is why we write our toolkit. This is why we do the reset. So we can start to say, okay, where am I, right? How am I feeling? Later on, we can say, um, Thank you to our bodies for always trying to look out for us and having our best interests at heart uh, and giving ourselves zero shame for having human experiences. But we can then, you know, like look at, okay, well, what happened? What caused that? Um, you know, what was going on? Okay. And then lastly, the other thing, and this is a reframe that helps me a lot as well, which is like, it's my very last point. It's kind of a macabre thought, um, but 
Like it's not a happy, chappy um, reframe. But sometimes when I feel anxiety about certain situations or I feel anxious about taking certain actions or I feel fearful about certain things, the thing that I always think about is, Robin, you don't get that anxious about driving your car. Cars are so unsafe. There's like all sorts of things happen in cars and the likelihood you know, when we look at comparisons and statistics, um, when we look at, for example, myocarditis in response to a vaccine, here in Australia, I'm much more likely to be eaten by a shark. <laughs> if I go to the beach and I uh, say, and I worry about being eaten by a shark, I'm actually significantly more likely to be killed by a hippopotamus. Uh, in Africa, but mostly I will say to myself, mm, I don't feel it. Robin, you don't feel this anxious about driving your car. And that for me helps me feel like, yep, it's me having information overload. It's me trying to l focus on things that I can control versus not. It's my brain just going into overdrive. And that helps me sort of put a dampener on those other thoughts because I'm like, yeah. I don't. So that's what helps me. So comment below. Just say, even if you just say, hello, Robin, happy new year to you all. I can tell you right now that myself, the team of experts, we are here to guide you through whatever happens this year for you. Amazing things can be possible for you, whatever is happening in the outside world, whatever's happening on your fertility journey. Even, you know, you might get pregnant and then have all the anxieties. I want to let you know, first off, there's another Facebook group where we can chat about that. We've got other stuff planned for that. Uh, but there is also stuff already in the portal that you can check out. But whatever happens for you this year, amazing things can happen. You, So many of you are already having amazing wins already. We have exciting things planned and we are excited about supporting you through the full spectrum of the human experience and in whatever happens this year. Thank you so much for being a part of the reset. We appreciate every single one of you and I look forward to jumping in with more live soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Fertility Warriors. We'll meet you again same time next week. Before you go, though, if you do need some further support, then we encourage you to come and join us at the Mind Body Fertility Reset, the ultimate community for anyone who would like to conquer stress and fuel their fertility. In the Mind Body Fertility Reset, we focus on some of the big pillars to fertility awesomeness. That is community and support, having community there to lift you up and to carry you through your hard times sustainable and small steps lifestyle support helping you conquer your diet goals your movement goals cut out toxins and enjoy food and becoming your best and healthiest self in a small steps and sustainable way and lastly and what i think is most importantly emotional well-being Infertility and trying to conceive can be an incredibly hard journey and it's really hard when we haven't learnt the skills through school and through other avenues to help support ourselves through really hard times. So in the Mind Body Fertility Reset community, we go through all of these things to help you become your best and healthiest self and thrive despite this journey. 
to find out more, visit us at robinburkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. And lastly, we need to let you know that any of the information contained in this podcast is for inspirational and educational purposes only. It doesn't substitute advice from a qualified medical professional or mental health expert. Please know that there is no shame ever getting more help when you need it and to always consult with your medical professional before taking on any changes to your journey. Wishing you all the best and cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye.